When is the last time you had a really great conversation? And what did you talk about? Welcome to the Career Class. I'm Flora Brunetti. And I'm Lisa Hopkins-Newell. And today we are just getting back from a long breaks. break. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of a break. We haven't seen one another, so it's good to be back on air with you. And we were just discussing kind of things we've been doing and conversation led to our conversations we have with other people. Yeah, and you know what? I thought you brought up a really great point um, of what really makes a great conversation. And I know I said the power of a small talk and you were like, yeah, that's a good one, right? <laughs> and so let's talk about this. Let's, let's dive right in. Yes, because it's important to, you know, the small talk can be anywhere and of course in a job and even interview and, and anywhere you go, um, you know, networking, there's so many different ways to do it. However, small talk can get you to network and connect with someone that you didn't really mean to do, but small talk is sometimes hard. It is. Uh, and when you feel like the conversation is not going anywhere, mm -hmm. you kind of gotta. It's like those awkward moments, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm about to run out of something to say to this person. Yeah. But obviously set setting is everything, right? So if you're networking and it's work-related, that's one yes, thing. You'll know if, the environment. It's, if it's social and you're out and you're meeting people. So let me give you an example. Um, I was at an event and it was actually a book signing and I was invited. I didn't feel like I needed a plus one. I didn't want a plus one. My intent was to jump in, go to this event, jump out, be done, right? I get there and it turns out to be a beautiful event. Not just simply a book signing, but there was layers to it. There was a little, you know, there was layers. Of it. I'm not gonna talk about it on, on air, but I found myself there and <laughs> alone, right? But meeting and mingling with people that asked just one simple question. How do you know the author? And I was like, oh my gosh, I know her in this mm -hmm. context, in that context, and years, and family, and friend. And we went there, and, and it's like, likewise, how do you know the author? And all of a sudden, conversation that took place was, obviously the commonality was the person we were supporting, the author, but it went into other intricate, are you from Chicago, and I flew in for it, and oh, this neighborhood and this community, and we found out that we know mutual people, and. I was like, that was a great conversation. It wasn't forced. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like tap my foot, can't wait to like move on. Mm -hmm. But it was authentic, it was genuine, it was pure, and it was easy. Yeah. I need ease right now, right? I'm talking yeah. to somebody, let it be easy, right, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that on the mic, but it's true. Um, so I love that, and for me, that makes a great conversation when yeah. there's ease and there is something that you can explore in the moment and it not be staged. And of course, take away something. And, and yeah. I always hope that someone took away something from me. And most of the time, it's I try to make people laugh. Yeah. Um, and it always works. It works? But. Okay, good. Because sometimes when that's tried, it doesn't, it's not always <laughs> successful. But no, that's great. And you know what? That's that's pretty awesome. What do you mean by a takeaway? <laughs> I mean, humor is great and it's beautiful. A takeaway for me, like, I think a good conversation is twofold. So 
if they take True. away something, I take away something, or we laughed. It was good. Or we learned something, because you know how I love to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I like. I mean. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> And I just need for it to be easy, right? What I will tell you for me, what does not make for a great conversation is when people drill me with 20 questions and they have, before I can answer one, the other one is already prompt and ready, right? And it's because sometimes I feel like they may be uncomfortable. I went on a date like that once. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I you're, felt like I was on the stand. You were, you were being interrogated on a date. Yeah, and he's a prosecutor. Yeah, I see, wonder why. That's why, right? <laughs> and I even feel like date, you know, networking, you know, when you meet someone for the first time, it is that how much information is too much, you know, information to try to, you know, squeeze out in one conversation. But then I feel like sometimes people can be very uncomfortable and thus they are just shooting off questions to fill time versus really in an authentic way wanting to know the answers to those questions. Do you ever feel people's energy too? Like if they're nervous? Oh, for sure. Yes, and I'm so wild. I always wondered if everyone could feel that. Listen. I'm always the one that I will feel it, and I'm like, oh shoot, what do I need to do to kind of make this person turn back? Like, I need to turn them down a bit because they are either nervous, anxious, or it feels. What's what makes me get really crazy is when I feel as if the person is filling time. So imagine if you meet someone and then you need to walk somewhere together, right? Or you're like, oh, you know, we're gonna go walk to get our Uber or whatever the. fact may be then it's like okay the person feels like they need to talk to you where i'm really okay in silence yes not many people are i'm so good with it i'm good with it or i'll say look let me check my phone i'm like you know i'm sure someone like my kids have reached out to me or you know i'll just like it's okay for us to be quiet but then i think though you have to that could be perceived as rude right i was just gonna say that (laughs) so if you ever in that situation and i think the advice we would give would be well consider who you're with if it's someone for a client or if it's oh my gosh you know if it's work context of course or even even someone who can connect you to someone else you never know what situation you're in true but just seem you know and and maybe just say something oh Mm -hmm. let me i just really i had a voicemail earlier and i I haven't gotten to check it because we've been so busy you know Mm -hmm. find ways to not you know i think we're so and we've seen in our students they're so easily let me just go to my phone when i'm sitting when there's when there's downtime or when there's quiet time but you know and and that might go into once you leave our students leave college and they might not realize what they're doing right could affect someone else that, true well they're not meaning to oh, do it absolutely and i would say any in a professional environment in that work relationship right. i wouldn't just dive straight into the phone like okay i'm done talking to you but i will say is in social settings um in definitely social settings where it's not you know, workplace and you have to be turned on all the time. You can certainly excuse yourself. I think that right now we are all connected to technology and we're always being pulled and tugged at it. And as long as you're not being rude and disrespectful, I think to your point, you acknowledge it and then you step into it, right? What also I deem talking about conversation is when someone is constantly checking 
their technology right. while trying to also engage in conversation. It's either be very present. Oh, Lisa's done that to me and many hear, times. Oh, I, I was just doing that like 10 minutes before we hit the, <laughs> you know, I love you. the on-air button. I was just like, I'm listening to you, but I'm also <laughs> multitasking. You know, I have to be skilled I like know. that. No, but all in, in truth and in love and care. She has two daughters. I, I know, get I'm it. I'm wild, dudes. I'm just, <laughs> it was either them or something else happening that I was like, who needs me um, when I'm needing myself? So I certainly believe that, you know, we have to have some type of um, guidelines and boundaries that we set when we are dealing with technology and when we're in conversation. But when is the last time, original question, right, that you really had a great conversation? And what made that conversation great? Hmm. Right? I, you know, you, I have to really... You have to think about that. I actually, there are certain people in my life that anytime I'm with them, I always walk away feeling like we had a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, So to that, but, you know, I could also talk about what uh, I've been working on in my little side project where I'm interviewing other teachers. And I just sat down and talked to my friend uh, Max the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. Matt, Max, we call him that. Uh, but anyway, Matt, if you're listening to this one day, um, a shout out. you're awesome, and thank mm-hmm. you for chatting with me. But we did. We met, and he is just such a special person in my life and just in general. But, um, you know, he sat down with me to help me. And he actually, I've, I've chatted with him before about stuff for this project. Mm-hmm. So he's always willing to help no matter what because he says he always has just fun doing it. Love that. Uh, he is, Support. you know, an ex-Mormon who was married, then divorced, who mm-hmm. went through cancer and mm. then became a lawyer. It was in a top firm as a partner, gave it, it all up, is an actor, is now a career, I'm sorry, life coach. Got it. Who then just went on a Zen Buddhist retreat. So he is just this, he's just full of life and and no matter the things that that bring him down, he's always looking for that thing that's going to bring him up. And I just get so inspired by him. So we met just a couple days ago. And the conversation. Yeah. And the conversation, though it first started as, okay, Matt, you know, you you teach the LSATs because that's what you, what you know, right? And it, it automatically went to that. But then as we're chatting you know what what i found out more about him was that's not who he is really it's Mm -hmm. it's more about wanting to help people and he got into the life coaching but as we're chatting he always gives me some type of advice because of course i'll say something because we're friends and i'll say oh you know matt i'm having this difficult time filtering out what's the next step for me in this direction and he's like well just write it down He's like, simple. Almost, right. It's almost like a way of manifesting. Mm-hmm. And like, he'll just throw out these little things, and it's almost like he's coaching. But the conversation is not, I don't feel like I'm on this, I'm on, you know, uh, right, I'm in the spotlight. Or right. I, I don't feel like I'm wanting him to help me at that moment because he's helping me. By but being himself. Kno- right. Yeah. But he knows how to not just sit there and make it all about him right because what his life is about now and his purpose is about other people 
Got it. I love that. So I kind of, you know, walked away feeling, oh my gosh, like I was just supposed to get an interview out of him and now I feel so inspired mm. to go out and write down all the things I want to do. So that's actually good advice for everyone out there who is figuring out what their next step is. He suggested just write it down and 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 write the things that you envision that you want mm-hmm. but of course don't write the things that you don't want um which is obviously i'm sure people know but to kind of see it in front of you is another form of manifesting it true so true that's awesome just a little takeaway yeah and i heard you and i'm listening to you and as i'm listening to you talk about what makes for a great conversation I was like thinking to myself, listening, having a listening skill where you are hearing the person and you're listening to them and you're asking the questions or dialoguing about something that they're saying from a really pure place, not from a topical level, but really hearing what they're saying also makes for a really great conversation and, and you're I would connecting on a yeah, deeper level. And I would say yeah. some of the best ones that I've had are with people who are tapped in not only to themselves, but also they can tap in and get underneath questions or ask those very, you know, questions of depth, right? Yep. Or or tell me, here's what I hear you saying and am I listening to you and, and is this where you're going with this? And it, it makes for it expands the conversation. It expands it to a bigger place. And I think you always are are going back to this, Flora. And so you know that human connection, mm-hmm. right? I'm not just listening to you going, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Oh yeah, that's great. And kind of affirming what you're saying. I'm actually listening to you and asking you, what is that about? You know, um, I have a very dear friend who is in London, and we're always chatting. And when she hears me on it. It's a, I mean, I don't deem myself as ranting, but sometimes I will jump on something and like not let it go. And she'll say, what's really going on with you today? Like, what's happening? And I'm like, well, didn't you just hear me? I just told you, you know, repeated this 20 times. And she's like, I know what's really going on with you. So a person who can see you, we're again talking social, family, friendship structures, but when you get into the workplace, mm-hmm. those are the conversations, and we were even talking about this earlier, when do you draw mm-hmm. the line about what is professional etiquette in conversation, even when you're off the clock? Where do you draw the line yep. in terms of, this is a boundary, you are a work friend, who know my colleagues and peers, what do I say to you in context of professionalism that you won't take out of the door and it bleeds into other areas? Oh, now that you're saying that, I'm thinking back of, oh my God, what did I say? Right, right. Because uh, there, are, there are boundaries and conversations that even when it's, I know you from the workplace, we're now out for a cup of coffee or otherwise, and here we are talking about, if not the workplace, just our life views, right? right? Will you then go back into the workplace from that conversation and perceive me differently? Because I've let my professional boundary, my professional, taken my professional hat off. Right, but what I also said to you was, what we did was we toggled back and forth where we fed off each other. It was, 
You're kind of saying something that kind of geared me to say something, and then I didn't say too much. Mm -hmm. And before I could say too much, you kind of agree, or that person agreed. So that's really important when communicating and conversing. So if you could really kind of just, you know, don't say too much because it'll come out if it has to. Mm -hmm. And you'll know when it's right. And if it's not, then you kind of have to shift. Gears, you do, and, and you, you know that you have to set boundaries. Almost, yes. there are certain things that that are absolutely unequivocally off topic. I will never disclose to someone who I should say disclose because that's like I'm withholding, right? But what I mean is that there are topics I won't embark upon or explore with colleagues. You know, even if they throw it out there. Right. Just because I don't want them to profile me on the basis of my response, right? Because I can yeah. wild out and be, you know, be 100% myself. But I try to be like 96. That 4% I need for myself, right? Because yeah. unless I've known you for quite some time, am I going to really give you that 100, right? You'd have to cross from professional to friend <laughs> versus just being on the professional side. Uh, of but it. I think you and I kind of. We just were 100 day one. I was like, let me tell you something, girlfriend. Here's where we are. Um, we were. We were. We hit it at 100 day one because that's the only way you can do a podcast with someone, right? Yes. <laughs> true. You are full disclosure, like, here's what I'm about. So, here's what's going on with me. Yes. And if everyone listens long enough, you'll find more things, <laughs> deeper things as we go on. Absolutely. Um, so conversations are impactful, whether they be personal friend, social context, or business, career, professional context, creating boundaries, always having um, a, a kind of a small satchel of topics that you can explore with people, even if you don't know them. Um, many people like fear that. kind of being in spaces alone. They like traveling with their plus one. And I will embark upon places by myself, like, you know, my damn near negative one, (laughs) not wanting to be there myself. Um, And we'll leave a place going, I had the best conversation with a set of strangers. And no, we're not connecting through LinkedIn. And no, we may never travel, you know, one another's paths again. But I feel good about having those conversations and leaving them where they are and feeling I would have never had those treasured conversations had I had a plus one with me. Ah, yes. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Had I had someone with me, I would not have been able to fully engage and be present to the people I'm having conversations with because I would be, I don't know, I don't want to use the word distracted, but I would be catering to and having that spirit of inclusiveness to the person that I've attended with. So I've had some very fulfilling, you know, and I'm by all means not suggesting that you travel alone (laughs) to events socially, but I am saying that when you do, you'll find that there's some richness in connecting and having conversations socially, even in business settings when people are on their better best, right? And they're all suited and booted and ready to have like these structured conversations. And then you have coffee and everybody's like, okay, when's lunch, you know, or whatever. (laughs) And we're chatting and it's off topic and those two can be fulfilling, so. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've been through many instances in the corporate world where I was, you know, you get sit down to a meeting with um, an agency or, you know, whomever, and you know, they start with small talk, then you go into it, 
but you almost feel like it's kind of fake where if that person wants your business you feel like you just have to be there so maybe the next time you're in that situation try to get something out of it um and not so businessy or or not real like go deeper and mm-hmm. and see what you can get and people you know if they're uncomfortable i mean don't make them feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. obviously but you know see what you can take out of it instead of feeling so like we just have to get through this um moment mm-hmm. be authentic authentic authenticity it always wins especially in conversation and be and i work on this every day be a better listener be a better listener love that yeah just and be a better listener I don't, I don't think that there's anything other than that right well obviously everyone here is a listener so you're listening to us right now right. And, and we, we thank we you thank you we appreciate you all right we will uh Catch you later. And if you want to follow me on social media, it's Flora underscore Brunetti on Twitter. And it's Renewal Notes, Lisa Newell on Instagram. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Did you enjoy the podcast? Be sure to check out WCRX's variety of podcasts, including Profiled, hosted by Kaylin Lohr, which explains the unique artistic endeavors of a plethora of students at Columbia College Chicago. Hear about each artist's inspiration, accomplishments, and goals. Check it out. That was the coolest moment of my life. I mean, first time with a wireless mic, first time I really experienced what it was like to move around and work a big stage and work a big crowd. And I think I got a little too excited at times. Um, Available wherever you get your podcast.